Wait, so what should we call this one? Oh. A teeny penis is spiritually teeny, fucked? Yeah, a teeny peeny. <laughs> teeny peeny is spiritually it's fucked. spiritually fucked. There you go. <laughs> This is going to be a two-parter. Okay. So, and just an FYI, there are, there's a trigger warning for sexual assault and rape. Oh, rape. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. So Yoga to the People was a donation-based hot yoga studio that opened its doors in 2006 with a mission to bring yoga to everybody despite financial limitations. So... Like, hot yoga is kind of like the off, it's kind of like an offshoot of Bikram. Mm-hmm. So it's usually like 20, 20 to 26, like, set poses in a really hot room with set humidity. And um, it's still, like, really popular today, even though, like, I, Bikram was very irritated that everyone used used his formula. His and so formula. he would try to sue everybody. But there's... Ugh, Something just fell. It's all good. (laughs) On Um, its own, though. On its own. (laughs) It is spooky season. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of studios still, there's whole studios that are dedicated to this style. Yeah. But um, Core Power teaches it as a hot power fusion. Yoga 6, it's called Y6 Hot. But for, and just for reference, these studios have a drop-in rate that's about 20 to $30 on average. That's insane. Right. Like, like, so I get why he was trying to bring it to people who can't necessarily afford it uh-huh. because, yeah, that's it for one class. For one class. So in 2020, when Yoga to the People closed, their suggested donation was $12 a class. Oh, which that's is bonkers. Really? Yeah, that's really cheap. Yeah. 12 versus 30? Yeah, I'll take a 12-er. Yeah. Okay. And students didn't even have to pay that if you didn't have it. It was a donation. Yeah, it was a donation. But then, you know, yogis were usually like, we're going to show up and give our best and mm-hmm. be honest. So if I'm like, if I can afford $20, that's really going to help I'll this place. Then I'll donate 20 Then I'll 20 and I'll, I'll go. Yeah. So I think that it... I think yogis in general are typically, if they can be generous, especially if they can, you know, throw some money at what they love the most, mm-hmm. they're gonna. And like support the community. Yeah. Because it's a very much like with studios that have like a really high... Um, student count I Mm -hmm. feel like it's a very like community based kind of studio and they're there not just for not just for the physical practice but they're also getting much more the the heart of it I remember and this is not related to pricing whatsoever but I remember seeing Bikram yoga classes like the signs like as you're driving down the freeway like different you know studios are off the freeway and then all of a sudden it would just be hot yoga because everybody was like not wanting to be aligned with uh-huh. Bikram. Yeah. But bleh. the Bikram out of it all. Yeah. So Yoga to the People was started by, and 
We tried to look up his name before. It's either Greg Gamusio or Greg Gamuccio. I'm going to say Gamusio because I feel like... I think if there was a, a, a Muccio a ch- of it all, then there ch- would be two C's, like pepperoncinis. <laughs> oh, I was thinking it would be an H, like, ciao. No. I mean, I guess I don't know why we're assuming. I mean, is it an Italian last name? I don't know. I don't know. I think I wanted it to be at one did, point. <laughs> did I do the hand gesture when I went, ciao? Because it feels right. <laughs> it does feel right. Gamuccio. No. Gamuccio. But to be fair, he only it's has Gamusio. one C, so, and I don't even like his vibe already, so it's going to be Gamuccio. We're not Gamuccio. We're not going to give you that give him that the extra c so it was started by him in new york in the early aughts he first opened a small studio in manhattan using the donation based model that we just talked about in manhattan though in manhattan how do you survive on donations in manhattan the so at the time brian kest who um does power yoga he was doing it in la and so he thought oh i'm gonna do this in new york so we got this very very small studio and in the first class he had had maybe like 10 people and by the third class he was past capacity oh gosh yeah because i think that people were like yeah Yeah. and they were like and at the time the suggested donation was eight dollars because this was like the days I remember dropping into a yoga studio back in like, I mean, I just graduated high school, so this is embarrassing, but like in 2004, my job in was $10 in Oceanside. It was like a studio in Oceanside. It was super cute. Oh. Yeah. $10. Wait, was it Black Sheep? Well, I don't even know. It was in like like South O? It it was like right behind um, Oceanside High. Oh. So it was like closer to that area. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It was... Off the beaten path for sure. Yeah. But um, $10. Yeah. I know. I know. That's so crazy. I know. So then he moved to, um, he set up shop in St. Mark's Place in the East Village, which I don't know. I had this like whole thought about it because I was like, ooh, this is probably when the gentrification of the neighborhood started. Probably. But then I thought about it and I was like, at the time, this was like right when Core Power was taking off. So a donation based yoga studio was like pretty punk rock. Yeah. And like East Village is known for like uppity. No. Well, oh, like St. Mark's is known for like punk. Like, oh, I'm thinking Upper East Side. Like, just think kidding. Of, you're thinking Gossip Girl? <laughs> I withdraw my last statement. <laughs> <laughs> Take it back. Not Take it girl. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like where like the Ramones were and oh, like Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like street punks. So they opened a studio there, a yoga studio there. <laughs> In the middle of Uh-huh. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I I originally was like, ugh, gentrification, which it was, but yeah. also I was like, meh, but maybe the donation-based aspect, because it did feel kind of punk rock at the time, because, like, yoga was becoming more standardized, more popular, and I think having a donation-based system is just kind of kick-ass. Yeah. Yeah. For so, sure. But, so when they opened um, at St. Mark's Place, it was just a few blocks from NYU, so it was perfect for young college mm. students who didn't have a broke lot of money. college students. Yeah, young, broke-ass college students yeah. that were like, maybe I'll try yoga. It's only $8. Sure. And sure. so, yeah. So it was very successful. Yeah. It was like the right call, right business call. And so they blew up so that was successful they opened more studios in new york they opened some in colorado arizona california oh my god it did blow up yeah we had two in the bay area 
and this is uh, a side note, and I think I told you this before, is that um, there was a two yoga, there was two yoga to the people's in two yoga to the people's two yoga to the people's studios mm-hmm. in like nearby. Well, so you've one seen was one across the bridge. You've seen one in the flesh. Well, no, I didn't go because I would have. Had... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I had, I had to take Bart. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's where you draw the line. <laughs> it was where I drew the line. I was like, oh, I'd have to take Bart. And oh, like, I life really don't want to take. Uh huh. And then I didn't want. Um, and then I ended up the studio that I ended up doing all my training at and like falling in love with yoga. It was just right right down the street. And they had childcare, which was a, uh, a big, take big my thing. Money. I'm like, take do my I have money. to pay you guys to for me to like. <laughs> yeah. I would throw all sorts of money for somebody else to watch my kid. I know, I... but I feel like I'm so lucky because um, at the time I was a new mom, I was exhausted, and I was so susceptible. I think to what yoga does, like what it does for your like own kind of mental spiritual health. Yeah, that if there was like I would have fallen for that shit so yeah. hard. Yeah, so hard. Yeah, it was like I feel crowded like when you're rooms. A new mom, you're yeah. just so vulnerable too, and you're just trying to find all sorts of ways to fill your cup again. Yeah, and it was like I, it was like a lot of like it was like one inch between each mat, like sweaty that community base. I love it. I know you. I would have fallen for that shit so hard. Yeah, I could. See I don't that. think I'm their target. Um, no. their target victim. Or like you were too I was strong-minded. Not, you would have smelled some shit from far left and been like, "No, nah. I think I'm too brown." What he had like a, he, I think that Gamusio had like a very like young white girl thing. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. So I didn't. Yeah. I wouldn't have. So, so I would've you would have been considered safe. I would have been safe, but I would have eaten that shit up. <laughs> I would have been one of the my like I just I would have mindlessly followed probably because. I feel like my teacher training had a lot of different teachers who were very vocal about like, this is also a business. This is, you can get swept up in some crazy shit. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I knew that from them. Kind of love that though. Yeah. Because it like protects you from like, again, when you're doing something that feeds your soul and you hear people that speak so highly of it, it's almost like it is a sales pitch. Mm-hmm. Whether it's intentional or not, mm-hmm. you're trying to convince somebody that this is like going to be good for you, and you know, because it is when it's not yuck, right? Yeah, I know. I would have been hooked, hooked, hooked. Okay, so by 2020, when before COVID shut everything down, they had multiple studios, thousands of students daily be- between all of the different studios. What? The teacher training program was popping off and they were making millions of dollars in revenue. And then during COVID, while everything was shut down, the creation of an anonymous Instagram account called YTTP Shadow Work not only brought to light all of the sexual (gasps) misconduct, toxic work environment, racial discrimination, unfair labor practices, but it helped to shutter the yoga chain's doors for good and put Gamusio behind bars. Oh my God, that must have felt so empowering. Like somebody smelled the dirt in the water. Dirt. Blood. Blood. No, there was no murder. Somebody Somebody smelled the poo-poo in the street. I don't know. (laughs) Somebody smelled the yucky poo and really created something that was going to make a change of it all. Well, and I think too, during COVID, we all had, I was just listening on- Take them down. Well, and on Yoga Land, uh, 
there was a teacher who was just talking about how during COVID she kind of had to like sit because, you know, as teachers were constantly like, and, and this is true before COVID and maybe not so much after is that we were just teaching, 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 yeah. and you didn't have a breather. You're just kind of like in survival mode teaching, well, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And so I think that once you have that like break to sit down, I think a lot of people were like, huh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm reflecting on some I'm reflecting shit and, and this shit is not right. Uh-uh. Yeah. And then you start researching yeah. and then you start maybe talking to other teachers who also are like, oh, maybe that's not right. And I think that that's kind of like the fire that started. Yeah. To essentially burn this house down. Yeah. I love it. I love that. I'm also very glad I was not part of... Because you could have been. Because I could Too brown, been. though. Remember? Too brown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in order... So in order to understand what wrong, I think we need to, like, go back a little bit and look at Gamusio um, and his background a little bit. Mm, juice. So... Oh, I started looking into um, him, and the Gregory Gamusio I found was born on May 10th, 1961. Why? Your very same birthday. I know. I immediately stopped. <laughs> I mean, it's, except I immediately year. stopped, and then yeah. I was like, mm, maybe it's not the right guy. Mm, maybe but it's not. I also had this like side. Uh, I had this kind of like side thought too that was like, oh, so he's a Taurus, and Tauruses we love like luxury, mm-hmm. and we love um, riches mm-hmm. and like tactile, like sensual stuff. But we also kind of don't really like to do the work to get there (laughs) you're like wait a minute so I was like "Mm." so not saying that like all tor torians Uh I think it's torians that we're criminals but I could see I could probably uh I could probably like find a true crime for every um astrological sign yeah 100 percent but like theft and fraud 100 percent I could see that happening (laughs) but I don't even know if he is so I I I do think it is because the date lines up but um maybe it was like May 9th 11th no, when it would be literally shepherds. says May 10th, nah. He was born in Colorado Springs. Okay. He's got a lengthy criminal record dating back to the early 80s. So even before he started all the stuff. Yeah, and, and it's not to say that, um, you know, people who do have criminal records uh, are still, like, can't change. Or right. they can't, or they're somehow... I mean, not worthy, open. not worthy of like kind of the spiritual enlightenment. Yeah. However, considering how things went down later, I think that it's valid to kind of look back at his uh, criminal record. So in 1982, he was convicted for felony forgery. In okay. 1990 or no, sorry, 1986, he was arrested for motor vehicle theft. And then there was charges of third degree assault that were dismissed. So let me be very clear. This guy has no problem with like any, like he's not just picking one crime. No, he's, he's just all kinds of bad. He's dabbling. <laughs> yeah. He's dipping his toes in the crime, yeah, in the he's crime just pond. Like, mm, yeah. We'll so then in 1986, he was arrested for attempting to escape custody as a convicted felon, which it's in itself is a felony. Yeah. And then uh, that was closed without conviction. So he's getting away with like... Without conviction? Yeah. So there's a lot of things that he's just kind of like getting away with and like having a slap on the wrist. How does one like almost escape and then just like 
oh, I was just kidding. I wasn't really going to try to escape. Like, how do you not get convicted? I have no idea. All right. I don't know. Okay. In 1992, he was arrested for theft in Oregon under the alias Charles William Abbott, which has nothing to do with anything, but I just... <laughs> I just really like that he had an alias that was like so refined. Yeah, Charles. Charles William William (laughs) Abbott. Charges were dismissed for lack of evidence. Stop. Yeah. And then in 96, so the charges were dropped or dismissed in 95. And then 96, he began training with Bikram. Oh, so he trained with Bikram? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So oh my god, he, I did not see this coming. I don't yeah. know why I didn't, but I did not see this coming. Well, I feel like when there's a... Anyway, so he tries... So he tries throughout his career, especially after a lot of the allegations about Bikram Lake come out, he tries to create a distance between himself. And... Um, but he studied with him and then he taught would work for him up until 2002 and he used to commute from Seattle to LA to teach in the studios in LA and then he helped him open a lot of studios like throughout the US and that's where he kind of refined his predatory tactics because I think that he kind of rose up in the ranks Mm -hmm. and having that authority I think emboldened him oh I'm sure he's like probably feeling super stopless like he's like I can do a lot and get away with a lot because of who I am and what I carry within this company. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, like, taking advantage of all these white women's trust. <laughs> I don't know why I had to say it <laughs> like that. White women's Those trust. white women. Because, you know. Yeah. So they, so his weird shit goes all the way back to the 90s. There was one woman who practiced at one of the studios, and she said that sometimes she would walk into the lobby and he'd be, like, massaging young women's shoulders. <laughs> And she was like, already. I kind of got an icky feeling. Well, yeah. I Young know. women's shoulders where he's just like, but Can I, you imagine how I uncomfortable? I walk into your, like, to your classes expecting like a shoulder rub from you. Like, that's I mean, but weird. you do because but I, I give do. them. But, like at the end. but not in a predatory <laughs> but no, way. No, not in like a, hey. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? I just, I, I don't know. I imagine myself, like, I feel like. Especially like late 90s, early 2000s, there was a lot of like unwanted touch that I think that women weren't really told were like violations. Yeah. And a lot of times you just kind of like stood there and, and let took it, it happen. And you'll just like let it happen. Like, when is this going to be over? Because you just didn't know any better. Um, so, in addition to that, there was another woman who came forward and she said she came to yoga she was 18 she was a sexual assault survivor and she viewed him as this mentor she was like I love this I love yoga I want to do this for a living and so he offered to pay for and secure her spot in Bikram's training and in return he was like I don't know he was just like you're gonna have to be okay with me basically stalking you what yeah he was like, like in return you are my property. Basically, I so he said, I, so, uh-huh. or she said that, quote, it was like, I'm your mentor, I'm your guy, I'm going to provide the support for you to do teacher training and exchange you're basically committed to me for life. Excuse? Is this a deal with the devil? I mean, it is. Sounds like it is. But, like, who thinks that they have that level of power? I know. It's so gross. It's so gross. And then, like, it certainly sounds like a fantastic opportunity for this young girl who is like 
healing, trying to heal from something god awful that happened to her. Mm-hmm. And she sees this opportunity. She's like, oh my God, all of this sounds great. Also, he looks trustworthy. Sure. I'll, yeah. You know, it's just somebody who's looking for stability or looking for like a way. Yeah. So then uh, Bikram comes to town and they have like this big dinner and they all go back to Camusio's apartment and they're having drinks and the woman, she's like, yeah, like I really want to do yoga, but my end goal is to become a massage therapist. So then Bikram makes this comment like, oh, I'll be able to know within two seconds if you're going to be a successful massage therapist. The entire group proceeds to leave the 18-year-old alone in a room with him. And, I mean, this was before all those allegations came to light. However, you know your guy is yuck. Yeah. Like, you you know. And if he's like, oh, I'm going to know, like... Within two within, seconds. Within two seconds, and then they leave her? No. Like, you know what's happening. And to be fair, a massage, I mean, I get, it is really like, you know, you want to get in the zone, blah, blah, blah. I've never had a massage by a professional that was, like, amongst my friends. But this isn't a paid service. Like, he could, she could have just done it, you know, yeah, like just been like the people. here's a little like, show. Like it's we weird, should, but like that level of intimacy. No, it was it's real, real gross. So he sexually assaulted her. Oh my god! Right then and there, like right then and there, and then she managed to just kind of like stroke his ego and politely put him off until he gave up. Until he like gave up from I don't know. He said, "Forget fu- it." For being she- fully gross and going even further and then she just was like bye I'm out of here forever good yeah this is the thing she and mind you she had just experienced mm-hmm. experienced this level of yuck and is trying to find her way to heal yeah through yoga mm-hmm. and then Bikram's nasty dirty gross yucky poo poo ass yeah. is like literally and figuratively so the next story so a lot of this information I got from um, Rolling Stone and Vice and I'll link them in the show notes but the next one I think it was in the Vice article Um, so Larissa Anderson she was dealing with the fallout of addiction and a traumatic sexual assault when she found yoga in 1999 when she was only 22 Gamusio was her first teacher and then and she was, like, obsessed. She was, like, threw herself head first, started eating well, practicing all the time, being a good, like, student and, like, really turning her life around. Right. She started dating Gamusio, and in 2001, they moved in together. And she said that she finally felt accepted for who she was. However, like, <laughs> and I think this is, like, coming from a, a, a space where maybe she didn't have maybe she didn't have someone who really accepted her for who she was before this because she said that he would tell her that she was beautiful and perfect except for her varicose veins fuck off i know you're beautiful and perfect but your veins ew i know are her veins also a part of her beautiful yeah but also she's 22 so she's like so young she's super young and she's taking that and like a complete like i think if someone were to tell me that now i'd be like go fuck yourself but, if but at 22, you're like, oh, there's probably truth to it. I'm, yeah. ta- I'm taking oh what God. you're saying. You're older. You're, you know, how old was he when they started dating? I don't know. I don't know old. how to math. 61. So. 
1961. 41. So he was 41. Yeah. And she was 22. 22. Which, I mean... It's fine. It's fine. However, he lied to her about his age. So he, she found out that he was years older. I don't know how old he said he was, but his license fell. She was doing laundry and his license fell out of his pocket. And she was like, oh, he's a lot older than I thought he was. But he do like this other crazy shit. So she, so he lied about that. He would tell, he would tell her she was perfect except for varicose varicose veins which I don't know same girl and then also she became pregnant multiple times and then he convinced her that she needed to get an abortion which is if if she also wanted that then that's cool if she didn't and felt pressured that's yuck yeah but also but also lucky for her I that know. she was not that he was not tied to baby daddy him. yeah Could and you, you know he's probably super fertile because he's wearing organic like <laughs> baggy ass pants all the time just swinging just just saying she has dodged oh, multiple, multiple bullets. bullets she was like keanu in the matrix yeah. <laughs> dodging so hard oh my god yeah she also worked for him Paid all of his bills, bought him a car, and paid his bills? Yes. I don't understand that. Neither. Okay. Yeah. Put it all on her credit card because she was young, didn't know any any better, and he was And it's not like he could have a credit card because based off of the life decisions he made, he was probably doo-doo with his money, too. Mm -hmm. And he probably had a credit card under Charles Williams Abbott. (laughs) (laughs) Just racking it up. (laughs) So in 2004... She started to sense that something was off. Um, he started spending a lot of time with other women. And then, uh, then he reintroduced her to drugs and employed <gasps> to initiate a threesome. That is so yuck. That is so yuck. It is Look, very yuck. again, I'm not here to shame anybody. I think threesomes can't, never done one myself, but it can be fantastic if that's what you're into. But if you're having to drug your girlfriend up, to initiate something after you like know this? she has addiction so many. issues yeah addiction issues sexual assault that is some vile shit oh wait um no it's super yuck yeah it, it's disgusting it's twisting the knife and super selfish on his part and again I feel like she's just so young and impressionable so she's probably like yeah okay yeah. does she know he was doing that um, he yeah, was dropping yeah, yeah. The, he wasn't doing it. He drugs. wasn't. Yeah, I guess a, she said that a car came to pick her up, and then the driver was like, "Here, your boyfriend wanted me to give you these drugs. It's probably like E or something." Yeah, and she was like, okay. uh, "And she thought that she was losing him, so she was like, I guess she I'll was do like, what this I is the last Hail Mary to try to keep my my relationship afloat.' Yeah, and so then she, they broke up a year later." When he got another woman pregnant and he, she kept the baby. Oh my God. And he was like, oh, guess we're guess doing we're, this here uh, now. having to, yeah. Yeah. I mean, sucks, all of it. Mm-hmm. But she's probably, she, she was she totally better off. Dodged some Without bullets. continuing life along that guy. Yeah. 
Gamakio. That's it. Gamakio. Gamakio. Are we going to use that? Yeah. Okay. Um, so around 2004, so this is the same year, another woman accused him of rape. And the police report claims that he made the woman feel special, inserted himself into her family because her mother and her sisters were also students of his, and then drove a wedge between her and her husband. He kept being like, he doesn't appreciate you enough. He doesn't do this for you. a predator. Mm -hmm. Like, he's grooming hard. Yeah. And he, she believes that her younger sister, who was 19 at the time, was sexually assaulted by him. But the sister denies anything ever happened. But she was like, there's something off yeah. here. Yeah. Something's happening. Nobody's so maybe, and willing either, to so admit maybe it. she didn't. Maybe she didn't. But maybe he was in the process of grooming her. And that's just speculation. Yeah. But you know. Based on him just being a yakio. And maybe um, she didn't want anything to do with it, even if it was true. She and was like, so oh. I don't want to, I don't want to like put more out there. So I'm not going to recount everything that had happened, which is, is yuck. And is I don't like want to put more, scroll? but I do, there was one thing that I wanted to say only because, um, I just hate him so much. Uh, and and I think it's disparaging to him. And you can read the rest in the Vice article. And if you want to skip over the next, like, 30 seconds. If I can only ever put out there that he's got a very small dick, then I would be happy. I'm fulfilled. Yeah. Then, then, this, then this episode is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> just go PPO. Go PPO. <laughs> Go wee PPO. <laughs> um, so in October of 2004, the case was closed as uh, exceptional status, which I did not know what that meant. What is that? Um, so I texted with my friend Emily. She's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And she said that oftentimes because the victim is unwilling to cooperate or there's some other circumstance where they can't really move forward with the prosecution, but they need to like move on and close it off the books. That's kind of what happens. And most likely it, what I gather is like, the few other cases I've seen that were closed from this, it's like the witnesses are sick and tired of mm-hmm. not being listened to, recounting the story over and over again, and then being gaslit yeah. by lawyers. It's such like a like they just want to move on. It's like every single time they have to do it, they're like re-traumatized. And they're and and honestly, that in itself is exhausting. And then throw gaslighting on top of it. Like mm-hmm. you're doing all of this to put your truth out there. You're reliving it, recounting everything to put your truth out there, only to be criticized and not believed and gaslit by lawyers so i can see why you would get you would get fatigue mm-hmm. and just want to quit yeah and just um, say, forget it so after this uh Camusio and his new baby mama moved to portland where they lived for about a year before heading to new york and opening yoga to the people and oh. that is where we end today no yeah Okay. And then you stay tuned for part two. Yeah. But that's only like two seconds for you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I feel so much better. <laughs> you thought I was going to really you, make you ready to open up the second booch. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. It's getting juicy. This it's is where we're going. juicy. But oh my God. This guy is all kinds of yuck. Before he... This is before... Yeah. This is before we even really start our story. To get into the juice of it all. Yeah. He's yuck. Wait. So what should we call this one? 
Oh, a teeny penis is spiritually teeny, fucked. Yeah, teeny peeny. <laughs> teeny peeny is spiritually it's fucked. Spiritually fucked. There you go. <laughs>